0: This is our seventh session on Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. And our focus in this session is on the age of this world. And you who were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, according to the age of this world according to, so two according tos, the ruler of the authority of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So we saw last time that our ordinary walking, our ordinary living, which is now past, we're not like this anymore, where Christians were made alive seated with him in the heavenly places. We are a different kind of creature than we once were by virtue of a sovereign work of grace, according to verse 5. But when we once walked in these sins, these sins established a kind of spiritual frequency in our minds and in our hearts and our bodies that brought us into accord, symmetry with, agreement with, harmony with the age of this world. Father, grant us understanding to know what the age of this world is and what difference that might make to realize that we are in bondage to such an age without Christ. I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I know it's translated in some translations, the course of this world, but the world is literally age, and we'll see this used elsewhere, I own uh, age, the age of this world. So note that in chapter 1, God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. So the world had a beginning, and when the world came into being a, an age came in to being, namely the age of this world. Only now, because of the fall of Adam and Eve into sin, that world is deeply marked with evil. So Paul says in Galatians, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, for our sins, to deliver us from the present evil age. So the, the age that is marked by this present world is an evil age. There's going to be a, a different age. It's called present, and there's one to coming, one to come. We'll see that in just a moment. So it's an evil age. So when our sins sink us up, put us on the same frequency with this age, it is an evil thing that's happening to us. Jesus said in John 15, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So in a sense, we've been put, by becoming Christians, out of step with the world we're not in sync with the age of the world anymore, and we're called not to be. In Romans 12, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, does this age have an end? Wh- what is the period of time in which we're, that we're talking about? So here are the verses just preceding our text in chapter 2 of Ephesians, Paul had said, God raised Christ from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, same word as in chapter 2, verse 2, this age, but also the one to come. So evidently, we're, we're going along in this age. Here's creation and fall, and we're living in this age, and and then there's a a break, and we have another age. And I'll show you in a minute why I drew it like that instead of just continuing, but bumped up. Because what is the difference between these two? But before we answer that, let's notice this is a very common picture of history in the first century a jewishness to speak of this age and the age to come for example matthew 12:32 whoever speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven but whoever speaks against the holy spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or the age to come see how similar it's, it's identical this age and age to come. History from creation to eternity has these two ages. Here's another glimpse of it in Mark 10. Jesus said, truly I say to you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake in the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come. So this is the same as this age and the age to come, only uses the word time here. In this time and the age to come, eternal life. So what marks the beginning of the age to come is this new level of eternal life. Here it is again, only it's resurrection instead of eternal life that defines it in Luke 20. Jesus said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. In other words, it's just ordinary created life. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor given in marriage. So now we've seen eternal life marks that age. Resurrection marks that age. Here's one more text, Matthew thirteen forty nine. So it will be at the end of the age. And this occurs three or four times in Matthew. The end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous. In other words, judgment. So now we've seen judgment, eternal life, And resurrection, marking this, what Paul calls the one to come. He has given Christ a name that is above every name, both in this age and in the age to come. And the reason I raised it up here is because this is an age marked by death. And sin, and that age, if we attain that age, it'll be marked by resurrection, eternal life, the removal of evil in judgment. And uh, I won't go into it now, but the mystery of the kingdom in the new A- in, in the New Testament is that this coming age has broken into this age at the cross, which is, means we live in this period of time here. Where, in a sense, the age to come has already started. Judgment is happening in part, resurrections happen in Jesus' ministry, Uh, eternal life has certainly broken into our lives. So, when you read the New Testament, you realize there is a kind of end time, there is an age to come that has begun, in a sense, with the coming of Jesus, the kingdom of God. Is at hand, but it was fulfilled, not consummated. So when you read about the mystery of the kingdom in the New Testament, one good way to define it is fulfillment without consummation. So this new age of resurrection and life and judgment has begun, but it isn't consummated until here when Jesus comes back a second time. So when he says in verse 2 that Once upon a time, we were dead in trespasses, and when we walked in those trespasses and sins, a a frequency was set up, a spiritual frequency was set up so that we were like robots. According to the frequency of this age, we were living in accord with this Age, the age marked by this world, and it's an evil age. We're not as independent as we think we are. We're not as individualistic as we think we are. And we're going to see next time that what really, what force really shapes this age is not just pervasive sins and a secular society, but a ruler, a God of this world who taps into this frequency and makes us do what he wants us to do.